0: There are 7.67 billion people in the world. This includes me, you, and us. Each one of us is unique and has a story of our own. One person is worth more than a million stories in a lifetime. All of these should be told and be heard to inspire and help others learn from them. This is the thought foundation of this podcast. I am Regine, your host, and the writer of almost all of the stories we publish with the exception of those listener stories. This podcast is created for those people who want to listen to a different genre of stories every other week. People who vie for the random than the predictable. People like me who prefer diversity and creativity. This is Weaver Out Hills Podcast, where we make your stories and memories. Timeless. Ghosts. Apparitions. Some people believe in them. Some do not. For a non-believer, seeing a ghost presents a dilemma. He might refuse the idea that what is seeing is one and finds a rational explanation for things. But when can one tell when enough is enough and gives up the battle of not believing? Is it when one has no choice but to give in and help a ghost with their last request? This week's episode is inspired by a true story of a friend's cousin who found himself connected with a woman's ghost who happened to have one last request to make before she can finally pass over the other realm. This is Regine, and this is Weaver of Tales podcast, a fiction and true-to-life stories podcast. Enjoy the show. One moment. She's there, standing just outside my door in her long white gown and tousled hair, her right hand extending to me, as if inviting me to follow her. My little body shook under the bed covers as I tried to muffle my cries. A storm was raging outside the windows, sending angry branches crashing to it, which made everything worse my room was dark and only the lightning gave it light it was the only way that i can see her shook her head turned around and then vanish into thin air my six-year-old self might not have understood what she was but i was wise enough to follow my gut and never did as she bid. Now, standing in the middle of a room full of people, my eyes wander at the door of the cafeteria. That same woman in white staring at me with the same anguished look on her face, her mouth moving as she uttered those familiar words. Cold sweat broke out my forehead as I stood there scared out of my wits. This never happened before. She should only be showing up inside our house, but here, in the middle of the day, inside the school's cafeteria brought a sense of impending doom. Just like an old movie, the scene replayed exactly as it was. She lifted her right hand, wanting me to come to her. I shook my head, and she shook hers, turned around, and then vanished into thin air. Hey, dude, are you okay? A hand touched my shoulder, and my eyes darted to my friend's worried face. Uh huh, I answered dumbly. You're standing there like you've seen a ghost, he chuckled. I took a deep breath and replied, No dude, um, it's your face that scared the shit out of me. He fouled following me towards a table where the football team always sat. Peeling the banana in my hands, my eyes went towards the door, and were relieved that she's not there anymore but I know that it will not be the last time. She's been plaguing me for years, and she seems to be more persistent every single year. The first time was when I was six and shaking underneath my blankets. When I turned seven, she appeared to me four times, and since, the frequency grew more. It became worse that now, she made her presence known to me every month with the recent incident when she showed up in the cafeteria as long as i ignored her she's not real and will just go away i told this to myself time and time again but will it suffice The pandemic happened, which changed everything, including the way the school was conducted. Face-to-face classes are cancelled and conducted through Zoom. I was sitting in front of my desktop computer, listening to my teacher raving about physics, when a private message popped up. It's from a girl who never bothered to look at me in school. She's one of the nerds. The one who took their lunch in the library. The one who always has their noses in a book and never bothered to look at anyone who isn't a book lover. The one who always on the top of the class. My brows got together as my curiosity grew. What in the name of all that's holy pushed her to send me a message? I hovered my cursor in her name and opened the message. It says, Theo, I was surprised she even knew my name, and then, she's typing. Don't react weirdly, okay? She typed. I typed, okay. It seemed like an eternity before she even sent the words. Someone is standing at your door. My scalp instantly prickled in fear and that unusual but familiar coldness started to envelope the room. I typed. Perhaps that's my mom or my sister. I drummed my fingers on the table as I waited for her reply. Nope. She's not. She's something else. Playing it cool, I replied, Uh, maybe a ghost? Then came her reply, She's indeed a ghost. I took a deep breath as I looked at the dots on the screen. Theo, don't be scared. Now I'm scared, so I typed in. She's now standing behind me, isn't she? After hitting scent, I felt three puffs of breath beside my ear, before the familiar words came. I looked at Amara on my computer screen, her face pale and her eyes white mirroring the fear in mine before i knew it i felt my world turning upside down and then there was none there was only blackness and a soft voice calling me to come with her my eyes opened the warm sunlight slithering through my open window I can hear the birds singing as they fly around the trees rejoicing a new day. I looked at the ceiling and marveled at the whiteness and cleanliness of it. It seemed at peace, and I can't help myself from wishing of that kind of serenity to be bestowed upon me. A soft knock on my door pulled me out of my reverie my mom peeked inside my door and upon seeing that i'm awake she entered how are you feeling honey she asked taking a seat at the bottom of my bed i can feel my cheeks blushing remembering what happened yesterday i am at a loss for words how can i explain to my mom that her teenage son is seeing a ghost and he's afraid. Mustering the big guy act, I replied, I'm okay mom, you don't have to fret over whatever happened yesterday. I was just exhausted. I knew she wanted to say something, but she forced herself to just nod in agreement. Well, someone's at the door looking for you. I felt panic rising as she mentioned it. I was so done with someone always looking for me and at me at the door. As if sensing my hesitation, my mother continued. She said her name's Amara, one of your classmates. Would you like for me to tell her that you're still not feeling well? I sat up and grasped my mom's hand. No, mom, um, let her in, I'll be down in a minute. She stood up and looked back at me before closing the door. Amaris in the living room sipping a glass of lemonade when I went down. Her brown curly hair tumbling down her back and she seemed lost in thought as she looked around the house. Her uneasiness was evident. I cleared my throat and was rewarded with a small smile. Um, hi, she greeted awkwardly. I'm sorry to be here with such short notice. I was just, uh, you know, wanted to know if you're okay. I smiled a little and took the seat in front of her. Aside from my bruised ego... I am fine, is that what you want to hear?" She bit her lip as she struggled to form words. Finally, a resolved look passed her face and she asked, How long have you been seeing her? I took a deep breath and massaged my temples. Since I was six, she nodded. It came as a surprise to me, you know. Her shoulders lifted a little. The what? I asked. That the school's quarterback is seeing ghosts? I shook my head. It's just one ghost, Amara. She's the only one. She smiled. It's okay. You're not alone. I can see them too. My intense stare made her squirm a little. You mean you're seeing ghosts, plural form?" She nodded and sipped her lemonade. I poured one myself and relished at the freshness of it. How do you deal with them? I mean seeing what other people can see. She looked at me and placed the glass on the table. I don't deal with them. I listen to them, Theo. Ghosts have their own stories, and some of them show up when they needed something to be done. I shook my head again at the absurdity of the thought. Well, I don't intend to listen to that ghost's story or any other ghosts on that matter. I can feel my eyelids twitching. This usually happens when I'm anxious or stressed. They're not that scary, you know, unless he encountered some mean ones. Again, I shook my head. I don't like saying this because saying this makes it real, but... I trailed off, looking around first before saying in a small voice that only she can hear. I am scared, Amara. And this fear is sucking the life out of me. Saying this out loud lifted a burden on my shoulders. Now, I've done it. I told someone that I'm scared. With all my six foot five inches height and bulky frame, I am scared of a ghost. I waited for her to laugh at me but heard nothing. She just looked at me like she's seeing me for the first time and smiled. It's good to know that you're human after all. I grimaced hearing it from her. I was no legend. I was just good old Theo who's afraid of a ghost. If you want, I can help you help her. I believe she's trying to tell you something, but you're just stubborn enough to listen to her. I just smacked my palm on my forehead muttering, You're impossible. But then, that's what we did. Amara taught me things about the paranormal that I haven't had any idea about. Randomly, she would just tell me when she's seeing one, and the coward in me would just tell her to just not talk to me about it. Let's pause this story for a while and let me ask you these questions. Do you believe in ghosts? Have you ever had something happen that you just cannot explain? Do you binge ghost hunting shows just to get the adrenaline rush of a good scare? If you delight in the paranormal and creepy real ghostly huntings, be sure to grab yourself a copy of one of Eve S. Evans' books today. 50 terrifying ghost stories, chilling ghost stories, and real ghost stories, to name a few, available on Amazon. Check out the links for these books on my show notes. Have a good scare! Now, back to the show. It was a sunny summer day when we decided to head up to my grandparents' house for the weekend. We've just had been vaccinated for COVID and we took it as a green light to visit the two. Their home is a nice Victorian house with a sprawling green lawn and a beautiful garden out back which is in full bloom. After a hearty lunch, I went out to the garden and laid myself on the hammock. Due to the exhaustion of the past few days, I fell asleep as soon as my head hit the built-in pillow. A whispered sigh awakened me from my slumber. Slowly, I opened my eyes, and there she was sitting beside the hammock, her face only inches away from mine. I opened my mouth to scream, but nothing went out of it. It's like I lost my voice, which left me opening and closing my mouth like a fish out of water. Her voice became insistent, and there's a human ring to it. I looked at her ashen white face and large blue eyes, and miraculously, I found my voice and heard myself whisper. I'll help you, but you need to guide me. She stared at me with those pools of blue, and then she freaking smiled. She replied, and then she was gone. The haze and gloom that seemed to envelope me were now gone. Gone with her. Then I remembered what she said at midnight. I sat up and hurriedly went inside my grandparents' house. Everyone sitting on the couch, laughing, which stopped the moment I flung open the door. I need to go home now, I demanded. My dad looked at me like I was missing my head. Do they have a date, he asked. I was stunned then agreed, knowing that I don't have a valid excuse this time. I scratched my head and faked a shy smile. Um, yes? They laughed at me. And who's this unlucky girl? My nana asked. Well, should I tell them that it's a ghost I'm having a date with at midnight? Then my little sister blurted out. Oh, I knew it. Amara! This was one of the moments that I was thankful for my little sister. Yes, I just nodded, still scratching my head. My mom chuckled and said, Go, Theo. We don't want to have that nice girl waiting. And be careful as you drive home, my gramps reminded. I will. See you guys. I drove home alone in an empty street with nothing but trees on either side of the road. One thing is on my mind. I need to arrive home just before the clock struck midnight. I reached the house with two minutes to spare and I hurriedly went inside. I wanted to call Amara to be with me and help me out, but it's midnight and she will not make it in time. I mustered all the bravery I have in me and sat down on the sofa. Softly, I said to no one in particular, I'm here now, tell me how I can help you. A cold feeling on my shoulders made me jump out of the sofa and turned around. No one there? I made a sigh of relief seeing that it's only the curtain swaying with the wind. I whipped around the staircase when the sound of bare feet on the marble floor stopped at the bottom of it. There, I saw her standing, wearing the same white dress, her hair in disarray. She called out extending her right hand. This time I obliged and went to her, my hands shaking. As I approached, she took one stair at a time up the second floor and I followed. We reached the second floor but she kept on climbing the stairs and so I did. We reached the last floor of the house and she stopped just outside the attic door. A feeling of sorrow so strong enveloped me and brought tears to my eyes. I just looked at her back, my eyes fixed on her hair swaying with the wind, even though this space is void of air. She looked back at me and pointed at the door. Hesitantly, I went around her towards it, ensuring that I didn't brush shoulders with her. I pulled out the key from its hiding place and opened it. When I looked inside, she is already standing in the middle of the room. I sneezed as I entered the doorway. It's been years since I was up here and the dust accumulated thickly and spider webs dominated everything. Came the ghostly voice. I looked at the wall and saw nothing there. If she's a person, I would just leave her here and be on my merry way. But I was afraid of any retaliation, so I went to the wall, ripped the wallpaper, and knocked on it until I heard a hollow sound. I made a comparison to the other parts of the wall, and they sounded solid. My eyes settled upon the lonely crowbar and picked it up. It took only five minutes to break that part of the wall. There's a drum inside that measures up to my waist. Slowly, I pushed it out of the broken wall and looked at her. She's still standing there looking sadly at it. My hands found the opening and without preamble opened it up. What I saw there will haunt me forever. Inside was a skeletal corpse with a little long hair still on its scalp and a shredded white cloth which might be once a dress. She whispered, pointing at a small brown box in the corpse's lap. Following her directions, I picked it up and opened the lid. There, Yellowed envelopes were neatly arranged. Thank you. I heard her say, and then... She was gone. Looking at the letters and the address, an idea sprung up in my mind. Here, in this house, a great injustice was done, and I should make it right. Afraid as I was, this discovery brought sadness and regret in me that I could not fathom. If I had just listened to her before, this shouldn't have waited years to be discovered. But then, the past is in the past, and what's important is the present. Right now, there's a dead body to be reported and letters to be sent. The next time a ghost appears in front of you, why don't you try asking them what they need? Maybe they just want your help with something just like what happened in this story. That's if you have the guts to do so. Personally, I don't have the will to talk to them. I've seen a variety of ghosts but they're always out of reach, far away from where I am when that happened and I was scared it was talking to them is not an option for me how about you do you have the guts to talk to one and help them if you have any experiences or stories to share just send us a voice message through the link of the show notes and don't forget to click like and subscribe for you to be updated on our latest episodes follow us also on our social media accounts Just search for Weaver of Tales Podcast. Soon we'll be launching our Patreon account and you can start supporting the podcast and get early access to our new episodes, bonus episodes, and a shout out. If you want the macabre, the weird, the inspiring, and the nonsense, head on to my newest podcast Eloquent that's spelled E-L-O-Q-U-E-E-N-T. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's have fun talking about the difference between serial killers and mass murderers and which zodiac signs are most likely to become the first one this Friday. Once again, this is Regine and this is Weaver of Tales Podcast where we make your stories and memories timeless. Keep safe and healthy and have a great rest of the day.